0: Put that in your pocket. Do you want a music stand? Um,
1: I'll have have a put time. a microphone one. You guys yes, have a nice stand. stand. Thank you, everyone. That was a bit much.
0: Okay. I think i better pray first. And then what's going to happen is we're going to have a conversation tonight, Uh, and uh, well, I'm going to ask Jeremy questions. Jeremy listen to me, and Jeremy's going to share his heart, and all not? Um, Hey, and um, so. I'm just grabbing a Bible. It's just doing want... a
1: good Christian. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um,
0: so, we're going to have a conversation, but we're here because Jeremy's got some things to share with us. And um, so, it's a privilege. Now, Jeremy, t- uh, today uh, there's a theme that you're going to share with us tonight uh, that we're going to unravel. Basically, what's this one liner that God's put on your heart to. Oh, no, I was going to pray. You are going to pray? <laughs> Wasn't I? No, Tim's going to pray. Am I? Yeah, you are.
1: Sweet. Here we go. God, you're good. Thank you for the night. And uh, would you just have your would just have its way and yeah.
0: speak through Jeremy tonight? Amen. 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 Thank you, Tim. Okay, Jeremy. There's a one-liner theme uh, that we're going to unravel tonight. Uh, what's that?
1: Cool. Well, first, I just want to say hi, and um, it's such an honor to... I so, uh, will get to that. No, no, question I just, But I just wanted to say hello first. And, um, my name is Jeremy. I'm from Sydney. And, um, yeah, it's just such an honor to come and worship with you guys and hang out tonight. I heard there's a bonfire later, which is going to be fun as, um, as well. And, yeah, basically, um, as I was praying and thinking about tonight, I really felt like God wanted to uh, really show us his kindness in a new way. Um, so I really want to explore what the kindness of God looks like um, and how that can become more of a reality in our, in our day-to-day lives, not just an idea that we might think about in our head, but maybe somewhere that we actually live from, from the deepest places of our hearts. Mm-hmm. That when we'd wake up every morning, we'd, just, we'd be overwhelmed with his kindness when we hit our pillows at night. Um, he, would, he, you know, he loves to rejoice and sing over us. It talks about that in Zephaniah. And um, so we're going to have some fun and, and explore that idea, I okay. think. Wonderful, let's explore that. Jeremy, let's go back a
0: few years uh, to when uh, you'd finished high school and you went on a journey called New Empire. Um, tell us, for those who, who don't know what New Empire means, tell us the basics and then let's go into the journey of
1: that time uh, with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I love to write songs and I've always um, been uh, somewhat creative and my parents threw me into piano lessons when I was about 7, I don't know if anyone else has had that kind of experience but um, and kind of hated it at first and then ended up loving it and changing to guitar when I was in about 14 because I wanted to impress my friends more than the <laughs> piano and, um, and then kind of came back to piano and, and I think when I was about 19 um, that uh, I was actually writing some worship songs for my church, a church called Kingsway Community Church in in Sydney, and uh, and then all of a sudden the Lord started giving me some some other song ideas that we couldn't sing in church, and I was I my first reaction was like, I think I'm doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. like I I don't like I'm not sure if I'm actually allowed to to share my heart in this way, in such a reflective way, and then. Um, and then he started just to unravel that a little bit more and say, no, this is okay, this is something that I'm doing. So, and then um, for the next 10 years, uh, from yeah, 18 to basically 29, uh was, was in a band uh, and we uh, had some amazing times. We got to tour uh, all around the world and meet uh, thousands of great people and, and we also had some really challenging times as well. Oh, tell us, uh, tell us one of the worst gigs. Come yeah. On, tell us. Okay. Tell us. <laughs> Tell us one of the, the stinkiest ones. <laughs> there's, been a, there's been quite a few actually, um, but I think I think one of our one of our first shows um, there was a beach ball that was getting thrown around in the crowd, and <clears throat> I was I was really like nervous to sing in front of anyone when I was when I was that age like ten years ago. It was like terrifying, and usually it's funny how God does this like. Um, usually you'll find that sometimes your calling is attached to some of your greatest fears um, because the enemy is scared of, of, of the God that he sees inside of you. So that's just a little freebie. So if you really freak out when you think about something, like, like writing or singing a song or maybe speaking or something like that, maybe, like, maybe that's actually something that you're going to love one day and that's actually something that, that God has um, for your life. Um, Did you receive s- that? Yeah. yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Thanks for checking that. Um yeah. <laughs> Beach ball. Beach ball. There was beach ball getting thrown around, and um, I had my eyes closed, and we were singing a, a lovely ballad song, and someone just went, <laughs> 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 and it hit the front of the microphone, and then the, the, the microphone went into my teeth, <gasps> and um, and then out came the fireworks um, in red form. Oh. Um, and so that kind of ruined the moment a little bit.
0: <laughs>
1: Excellent. And then I got implants, and I'm okay now. No, okay, okay. They're, they're actually my, my teeth. Okay. Um, <laughs> so tell us
0: about one of the most special times, not in a Christian gig, although we love them. Um, what was a special moment as a band in, in one of those times? But, but
1: not th- in that spot, but in a
0: yeah different space.
1: I think, um, I think growing, growing up in a church environment for a lot of my life uh, as a teenager, um, I kind of boxed God into where I thought he liked to hang out and so I thought he he really liked to to come to church services and mean um, and he hated to be in nightclubs um, but i 've actually found that sometimes i 've had the strongest experiences with the Holy Spirit in these crazy seedy places um, and uh, so one I think the first time that happened. Uh, was I was at a, uh, I remember being in the crowd for a U2 concert, actually, when they did the 360 tour, um, like maybe like eight years ago or something like that. And I remember like it came to like um, With or Without You, or one of the songs. And all of a sudden I was like, Holy Spirit is here, like really strongly. I was like, what are you doing here? That That was like, that was my first reaction to that. And I felt like he was so lovingly just kind of, like, destroying my box. You know, like, destroying that thing that I put him in. Just, like, just saying, buddy, I'm way beyond, like, the walls that you can can put me in. And then fast forward to um, some of our shows... um we uh, we one time played in a nightclub. Uh, we opened a nightclub actually in in Melbourne, and this town, certain town in Melbourne, was known for its crime. And it actually the whole town was built on a, a corner street um, that had four clubs, two of them were strip clubs. Um, and so so for some reason they asked us to open. And th- and this this happened a lot because I think God has a sense of humor. And he, so we could kind of go in like covert, like kingdom style into these places and um i remember uh walking in and walking upstairs to do this sound check in this place um and it it really smelled bad but all of a sudden um I, i i had like this like this little kind of like choking feeling in my chest and then i heard a voice saying what are you what are you doing here you don't belong here get out um and i was like what What? like what was that and then all of a sudden i realized okay I think this is what spiritual warfare looks like and like we kind of find us we found ourselves right in the middle of that and so my immediate reaction was to um, send a text to a few friends said hey this is what's going on we're playing here tonight Um, and then just went into the green room and just started praying and then and then it was it was crazy we played that night and the whole heaviness that was that was in this club um, just really lifted and this atmosphere of joy came came into the club. And um, you, you feel like saying duck club every time you say that. But, <laughs>
0: and, so,
1: but, yeah, this, this, this atmosphere of joy came in and we started to realise that, like, God doesn't, he really doesn't follow our rules, you know, like, of trying to, trying to confine him. And, um, and then that night um, after we played and this, and this joy was released, people were just, like, one after the other were saying, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but, and then just, like, just telling us, all these things from their life and, and, and I think that's the home that they can, that they can sense um, in us, that we all have um, because we all have the spirit of God in us. People, whether they know it or not, their spirits are attracted to that uh, in us and um, yeah so that was a couple couple yeah. instances Yeah Jeremy, there's, there's a testimony that you're carrying t- t-
0: today and, and bring some of that to us tonight of your own personal journey during that time of yep. uh, was, there was some dark mm. moments, yep. weren't there? And take us from there now to the to where we are today. I mean, yes. <laughs> cool. yeah. I'm working on my skills. He's doing, he's doing great, man. <laughs> um,
1: I think. Um, just want to get that completely real. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think for a lot of my life. And the w- the way that our culture is set up is that um, we're a very performance based culture. So if so, once we can prove ourselves through performance and through achievements and through success, then like then we're lovable, like then we're then we're acceptable, then we're valued. And um, so when there's insecurity and or when there's any kind of brokenness in our lives, um, that I found that in in my life. Uh, through a lot of the time with New Empire, even though I, lo- I loved God the whole time and and, was, and I knew that He loved me, um, but there was this, there was this niggling performance based thing that was sitting there that was that was driving me to the next achievement and to the next success, um, because deep down, I think I believed that I was I was only acceptable if I performed well and if I achieved things, and the problem with that mentality is is we're only as good as our last success, you know. It's the same thing with like Instagram likes. It's like if we if we want to get 300 likes one day, then and then you just think like then I'll just feel amazing. Like it's kind of like it's like crack on a phone, you know. Like it's, but then one day you'll get those 300 likes, and then you'll be like, okay, I need that again, you know, and. Um so yeah, I think for years I uh, I was on that on that journey of like achieving and then getting to the next little milestone and then going, Oh no. Like it's it's actually not enough. Mm-hmm. And then saying, Well maybe the next, maybe the next thing, let's go, okay, let's let's do another let's do another another album, you know, when we've got five hundred people coming to our show, but imagine what it's gonna be like when we have a thousand. You know, And it's like these false sense of realities that you're kind of clinging to this like, future hope. But there's no peace and contentment um, that God wants to give us right now. And I feel like he wants to share that like, with us all tonight. I feel like that, that right here, like right now, he's, he's just saying that I, like, I love you 100%. And there's nothing that you can do to increase that love. And there's nothing that you can do to decrease that love. So, will you just rest in that? You know? Like, will you just take that in? And I had to learn, um, I think, the hard way, you know, a few times. Um, And I kind of got to a place probably when I was uh, 25 and... uh, yeah, just like really, just like struggling with fear, anxiety, like just bouts of depression, stuff that you would, you would just think, "Oh, it's just part of normal life, or whatever." Like this is, we just got to deal with this stuff. But it's not that it's not the truth. Like the truth is, Jesus can really set us free, like completely free. Um, and so I kind of got miserable enough to to say, "Okay, I'm really going to get to the bottom of this," because I, I read that who the sun sets free is free indeed. But I, didn't, I, didn't, I wasn't living that, and I didn't know what that meant. So, um, so I, I kind of locked myself in my bedroom one, one weekend, and I was like, I'm just going to pray, and I'm just going like, to just talk to God and read the Bible and just see what happens. And I'm just going to give him a weekend and see if he just kind of shows up. And um, he, he really showed up, and some other things showed up too. Um, so long story short, I got to the Saturday afternoon and I'd been doing this for a day and God was speaking to me and I was, I was really about to, like, I was really hitting a breakthrough. Um, and then, and then I, I had this encounter in my bedroom um, where I actually had, like, a, a demonic encounter. And in the middle of the day, and without going into too many details, I was kind of, like, pushed across my bed and, and blinded and um, couldn't see, couldn't talk or anything like that. And then the Lord spoke to me. Um, in that moment, and I just heard, in Jesus' name, I'm free, just in my head. And then, so I said that in my head, and, the, and, and this thing, like, latched off my throat, and then I could say it out. And this is while I'm still traveling across my bed. Um, it was a very surreal experience. And then, and then I said it, and as I said, in Jesus' name, I'm free, um, whatever this, this, this darkness was, just flew out of the room, like it was just, like, a little kid that was just running scared, and that moment for me was a really, um, it was a huge turning point because I realized, like, this is all real. Like, everything is real. Like, the, this, the spiritual realm is so real. And, and Jesus is really the name that is above every other name. Um, and that, so that, that sent me on, like, this, this journey of just hunger to really want to know the truth. Um, more, because if I could, if there were these shadows kind of playing things out in the background, trying to keep me from the truth, then like, when I'm the kind of person that when I do something, I do it 100%, um, so I was like, I'm really going to get to this, so I started, um, yeah, I just started seeking the Lord, like, more and more, and um, he just started just encountering me in, um, in the secret place, in, in my bedroom, and also at church, um, sometimes in really, like, messy ways. Um, getting set free of stuff and then other times just in tender moments like we had tonight um, in worship um, which how good was that by the way that you know when we were in the, in the silence at the, at the end and you notice that whenever you're in God's presence it's always good like it's never, it's never a negative thing like he's, he's always good but I feel like sometimes we get this idea that he's not always like that because of our disappointments, because of the things that the enemy's tried to do, because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he's, he's just good all of the time. Yeah. He's a really, really good father. Yeah. Um, so I found that the more that I started to press into this journey of what it looks like to be a son, yeah. um, then I started to get more and more and more free. Um, because once again, our culture is going to say, hey, prove yourself to us. And we'll love you for a little while. And then you've got to prove yourself again. And it's just this crazy cycle where, like, it's just, it's just brutal, really, the reality of our world. But the, the beauty of, of who God the Father is, is it's the, it's the complete opposite. He's just saying, I love you right now without doing anything. So rest in that. Let's start there and let that be the foundation of the rest of your life. Um, yeah, does that make sense?
0: It's making sense. And, um, and it's ministering to us. And just over the last mm. three weeks, you've been in America to spend some time with the, under the ministry of Bethel. Yeah. And, um, and tell us about some of the things God was sharing with you there to share with us to encourage our hearts.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um. It was a really funny story. I actually ended up when um, I ended up over there completely not of my own accord. And you guys will probably know when, like, God kind of just hijacks your plans. Sometimes when you've got an idea of what you want to do something, and then he's just like, no, we're going to go this way now. Um, and, and so I ended up, I ended up um, over at a two-week worship school in Bethel. And the first time um, I walked in, in the first worship um, service, uh, God just spoke to me and said, I'm going to shower you with kindness. And I didn't really know what that meant. Um... And I kind of know a little bit more now, um, because of the, last, the, the those three weeks. But I basically spent like those first three days, as a lot of students did there, um, just kind of like weeping, and just kind of going, I don't know, I don't know why, like I don't know why I'm crying. But it was it was the it was the goodness and it was the kindness of God that allowed me to be completely unravelled, that allowed me to kind of like let my guard down. Like, and actually know that it's a safe place because he's always, he's always a safe place, guys. He's always a safe place to run to. And, you know, the, the word says that he's not a man that he should lie. Like, and when he makes a covenant with us to love us, he's, not gonna, he's never going to break that. Um, so we can just run freely into his arms. So he started to teach me day by day over there at Bethel, just kind of peeling back another layer of my heart and saying, See, I'm, I'm still good. And then we'd kind of deal with something else, and they'd be like, I'm still good. And like, I'm still good, I'm still kind, I'm still kind. And then um, we can talk a little bit more about what that, what that, that looked like. Um, but after the two weeks, I had a week off, and I felt like the Lord was saying, I want you to keep that free. And, and so I didn't know what to do, and I just went over to Bethel. And then a couple of days in, one of my, uh, one of my friends over there said, hey, man, I took, I took the week off after Bethel. Like, come down to L.A. with me and another friend, and let's go to Disneyland, and and the crazy thing was that, like, there was a couple of opportunities for me go, to go and, like, lead worship in a couple of places in America, and I thought that was, like, the good thing for me to do, like, you know, just to, like, that's me being, like, a good son was to go and, and like, worship somewhere and serve somewhere, because that's what we do, and um, God completely kind of just, like, turn that upside down. And as soon as he said that, like, God was like, I want you to go have fun at Disneyland. <laughs> like, that's what I want you to do for the week. And, like, and once again, that was, I think that was part of his kindness, just kind of like taking me to a, just a different level of thinking that he actually, he wants us to rest in his love. He wants us to enjoy things. He loves the things that you love. You know, He loves the things that you love. I was walking through my house the other night um, a few months ago and I just felt like always, like said, I love the things you love. Like I love playing FIFA on the Xbox. I love like the English Premier League soccer, all that stuff. And but I always felt like it was kind of like taking time away from that. Like, I could be re- reading the Bible or something like that. Um, and but he loves the things that you love. Like he loves the things that make you come alive. And he loves just the stupid things that are like you know you might like Xbox or something like that. Um, so anyway, we we ended up going to Disneyland, and I saw so much of the kingdom. <laughs> In Disneyland, you know we like there, were, there was like the the palace and and then there was this big firework spectacular at the end of the night, and like you know and all of a sudden like, <laughs> 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 like that. and everyone's like in this sense of like unity and like wonder and like awe, and then Tinkerbell like flies across the sky <laughs> and, and, like, and you're just like, keep it together, man, keep it together like, and and But all of a sudden, it hit hit me and my two friends, like, from Bethel. Like, it hit us all at once. Like, we were kind of like, this is a picture of the kingdom. This is a picture of what heaven's going to be like. Like, family together in wonder, like children, you know? Like, enjoying just the wonder of beauty and what that looks like. And since then, I've seen, like, I've just realized this. Why why people like Disney so much is because it's... Like, every, every, every story has a happy ending. It's a, love, it's a love story, and they're all redemptive. You know, and what does that sound like? That's the kingdom. And is, so, um, God kind of just took me out of the box of, of I guess, yeah, like just um, what I think being a good son looks like. Mm. And sometimes it's just he just wants us to have fun, he just wants to lavish his kindness on us. Yeah. Um, because I, I've come to find that if, if I can learn how to receive... It's probably, I think that's the most important thing that we can ever do. Um, I think just a few days ago, I was lying in bed and I felt like he said that um, the people, if you want to love well, you need to be loved well first. You know, and, and that, I feel like that's exactly what he wants to do, even tonight with us is just be on this journey of not trying to prove ourselves anymore, not trying to make ourselves like, acceptable before him, but if we can just drop our guard and just learn how to receive. Because he's got so much love to pour out. He's got so much kindness to pour out. It's his nature. And, and if, if you haven't known his nature like that in the past, then, then tonight is, is an opportunity. It's an exciting opportunity um, to let him in to that, to that deep place of the heart and let that become a new foundation so we we're at Disneyland and it got to like there's like a 1045 parade at night um where it's like all this crazy like just different people come out and like trucks from cars come out all in LED, like LEDs and it's just wild and we were sitting with thousands of people on the gutter um just waiting for this parade to start and I'm just staring off into space because I'm a creative and that happens sometimes and and then and all of a sudden this this person from Disney kind of gets into my line of sight and it's like hey and I'm like, hey. And she's like, how many of you? And I'm like, three. And she's like, come with me. Like that. And I, at that point, I thought, we're going to be in the parade. <laughs> I was like, someone give me a Buzz Lightyear costume. This is going to happen. I was just getting really excited. But then, and then she, yeah, she took us to like, this, um, this roped off kind of area where I guess politicians and CEOs and stuff hang out right at the front of the, of the, of the parade. And we're sitting there going, what is happening? Does she think that we're some, I don't know, someone else that, that we are? And the Lord just spoke to me again, and he's just like, I told you I was going to shower you with my kindness, you know? And I feel like that's what he wants to do in your life, like tonight, is just simply give you good gifts because he's a good father. And, like, with no strings attached, you know, because his love, is, it's unconditional. Um, we live in a world where, where love is so conditional, um, But he's inviting into this unconditional love. Are you?
0: I guess are you sensing within yourself this challenge? That's it's hard to be vulnerable, and it's hard to let God to be kind to you. I guess, Jeremy, what's one thing for you to help you be vulnerable? What's one thing that you can encourage us as we're about to try that with the Lord?
1: Yeah. That just for you, that's been helpful for you. Definitely. I think um, the most important thing for me um, in learning how to be vulnerable bef- like before Him is to trust in His goodness. Yes. I think the most important thing we can ever know in life is His nature. Like, what is His nature? And if we can, if we can get to the place where we know that the truth is that He is always good, that he's a kind Father, He is full of love, joy, peace all the fruits of the spirit and he wants to give these things to us more than we want to receive them um, then that for me is going is to help me to drop my guard and, and let the light in um, because I feel like the, what the enemy wants to do is that he wants to come and steal, kill and destroy and bring trauma and bring pain in your life and then say, see what God did you know and, and he, he, he succeeded in my life you know, for, for a time doing that, because it's like I spoke about this a little bit um, a few months ago at, at Seoul, but I think the most important for us thing, things for us to realize is that like, devil bad, God good, like always. It's like as simple as I can put it, you know, as simple as I can make it. Um, but if we understand, if we trust in God's goodness, if we understand like we were in His presence before, always a good thing, then we're going to run to Him like then we 're going to feel safe to be able to run to him, um, so that for me uh, has really helped for the to be to be vulnerable um, once again like he 's not a man that he should lie, so he 's made a covenant with you that he 's always going to love you no matter what no matter what 's going on and people can be very different to that um, and for, for me personally, I grew up in a, a family where you know my dad left when I was eight, and my parents divorced, and it was kind of like. It was basically everything was just uprooted, you know, and that was that was the fears that I had to deal with in my early twenties. They came out, they came out then, and I realised that I saw God as a father that was cautious and distant, not close and personal. And the truth is that that that's who he is. Um, but we have to we have to be courageous in this. I think it takes courage to be vulnerable. Um, but I can guarantee you that you're not going to regret it. I haven't regretted a second of once I let my guard down, I said, okay, you can just have everything. Let's just see what happens. It's, been, it's just been phenomenal. You know, Even with laying down the band, I laid down the band two years ago because I felt like he was saying to lay this down. And um, it, it, can be, it can be a hard thing when it's, it's been such a gift um, in your life and something that you're known for. And, um, and it's given you so many great memories. But if I can trust in his goodness... Then I'll totally like lay that down because I know that he has something better. Does that make sense? Um, And it's easier said than done. So I feel like he wants to move this tonight. Some of these thinking um, to to the places of the heart. Um, Yeah. And I think we're nearly there, brother.
0: Before we're about to have a chance to do that. Is there anything else that you would love to share? Before and then, and invite us to come and do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think when I was thinking about tonight, I was reminded of um, in Matthew eight. There's a story of Jesus has just done the Sermon on the Mount, um, and he's just dropped the mic, and and everyone everyone loves him. And he's and so it says there's massive crowds gathered around him, and he's coming down off the mountain, and so like he's a big deal. At this point, right. And then within these crowds, it says, suddenly a leper like throws himself before Jesus in worship and says, and said, Lord, like if you're willing, you can heal me. And I think we've got to understand the situation that's happening right now. Like some of you guys would know this that like lepers in the old testament are like were like the the worst of the worst in society. They were considered cursed by God. They must have done something horrendous and they were completely rejected by everyone. They were too ugly to even look at, to even consider so it was, just, it was better off just leave them out of the city gates and just, just leave them to die. So this is a situation where Jesus is surrounded by all these new followers and he's the talk of the town and this leper, he must have seen something in Jesus. He must have seen some kind of hope that he's like, if I can just get close enough to him, maybe this is going to change. Maybe there's there's hope for this brokenness that's, that's all around me, that's in me. So he throws himself before Jesus in worship, which is vulnerability. Um, and in that moment, he mustn't have he, he would have had to shut everyone else's opinions out, like what the men, what people around him were thinking, because everyone would have been like, "Man, that is so gross! Like, what is he even doing here? He's gonna he's gonna like contaminate us." And then Jesus like looks at him, as everyone would have been looking away. And he touches him, which in the Old Testament, you touch a leper, you're going to get leprosy. Um, But he he touches him and he says, he looks him straight in the eye and he says, of course I'm willing to heal you. Of course I want to do that. And then instantly the leprosy goes. And he was loved back to wholeness, this man. Um, And I feel like when I was reading that, that, that the Lord wanted to say that the the places of brokenness, the, place, the places of pain, the places of trauma, the places that we think are ugly in our lives that other people might have rejected or said, that's just too weird, that's too hard. I don't want to deal with that. I feel like tonight he just wants to look you in the eye at that very thing and says, I want to love you back to wholeness. And, and that's, that's what I've been in the process of doing. Um, and that, yeah, that, that's who he is. So, Mm. I think we should pray. Mm. Yeah. Before we
0: do, I think we need to make a choice, and and you'll you'll choose, that we can open our hearts to God right now. And we don't know what's going to happen but as Jeremy said, what we do know is that God's nature is to be good and kind. And um, so that's good. Yes? Yeah. All
1: right. Uh, <laughs> shall we Okay. Um can we all let's all stand?